A quick shout out and celebration to all of you who have been doing the Morning Mindset Club every morning. We are on day 365, which means you've been doing this for an entire year. I am so super proud of you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you've gotten a ton out of this. We are continuing. This is not the end. And I know that you've gotten a ton out of this because if you are listening to this on the daily and applying what you're learning, your life has to be different, has to be tremendously better. I would love to hear what has changed for you. Please reach out to us at support at amiraalvarez.com and let me know what has changed? I would love, love, love to hear from you. Okay, rock it out, be unstoppable, and listen to this next episode. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Negative influences and fears that are communicated from one person to another. This is so critical to be aware of for you and your business because if you are allowing negative influences and fears into your thinking and you're unaware of it, it will influence how you're making decisions, the risks that you're willing to take, being visible and going for more, everything that's required for scaling your business. So listen in and learn. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Amira Alvarez and have an amazing day. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Our next question in the list of self-analysis test questions, and we're going through them one by one because they're super important and they will give you something to think about every single day to have your breakthrough, to make that little change, to better your best right? To say, oh my gosh, I am doing this. This is how I am doing this because I'm human and I, I fall into this category and let me better my best right now by acknowledging where I'm doing this and shifting my behavior. And again, the reason we're looking at this is to identify the fact that we are being negatively influenced by those things that are outside of ourselves, so people, circumstances, events outside of ourselves, or by our conditioning that resides in our self-conscious, not our self-conscious, our subconscious. We can be self-conscious about it, but it resides in our subconscious. So take a look at these questions that we're going to go through one by one and really see how they are affecting you so that you can clean up the negative influences in your life. So the next one is, to which do you devote most time thinking of success or of failure? This is very hard for people to actually address because most people who have a growth mindset think that they're thinking about success most of the time. But if they get really honest, they recognize that they're in indecision, they're in doubt, they're in worry, and they're in fear 
most of the time, which means they're thinking about how they might fail most of the time. If you are constantly looking for the problem, you're constantly looking at potential points of failure. Let's look at how you are succeeding and give that more precedence. Now, this is not, you know, an argument for putting your head in the sand and not looking at the things that need to be cleaned up in your business. You do need to clean things up in your business. And what if you cleaned up one thing and then you saw four or five or six things that were working really well? That's the ratio that you actually need. So what's interesting about this, and when I say the ratio that you actually need, I got this from the Gottman Institute. They are an institute that has done deep research into relationships, what makes relationships work, heterosexual relationships, marriages, uh, homosexual relationships, uh, non-marriages, what is it, like committed partnerships, all types of relationships. They've studied all of them. And one of the key things, and they can predict whether a relationship will make it or not make it based on just this, is whether there are more positive notes than negative notes in the relationship. And they don't use the word notes. I'm blanking out on the the word that they use. It's It's a particular term. But basically, if you make one criticism of someone, your partner, you need to make five to six positive points to your partner for every negative criticism. That's the ratio that leads to happy relationships and long sustaining happy relationships. If you don't feed it that way, you won't make your relationships work. So the same is true in business, 100%. Do you criticize your team members and just give a pat on the back every once in a while? How about yourself? Do you criticize yourself all day long and only occasionally give yourself a pat on the back? That doesn't work. That's not going to lead to success. And they found that in, on average, the relationships, I shouldn't say on average, I don't know that that's true, but the relationships that didn't make it had a 0.8 to 1 ratio of good Point, points to negative points. So almost equal, but a little less on the positive even. So that must be an average. It must be an average. They must be aggregating this somehow. So think about that when you go about your day today and think about whether you could bring in more positive notes to yourself, making the point that things are going well. It's one of the things that I ask the people in the business acceleration bootcamp that we have and the spirit of wealth mastermind and masterclass that we have, we have a, a practice of acknowledging wins in every bootcamp call. I, I ask people to acknowledge their wins before they ask a question. And in the spirit of wealth Facebook group, it's three wins a day. Let's see it. Okay. And we probably could up that to six wins a day. Wouldn't that be great? Maybe I'll make that adjustment based on this Gottman Institute information that I just pointed out and let's triangulate those. So, but for you, you know, how much time do you think success versus failure? That's your question today.
Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. The next question that we have in our list of test questions to see if we have been susceptible to negative influences, whether they are outside of ourselves or from our own subconscious programming, is this. Are you gaining or losing self-confidence as you grow older? So that's a yes or no kind of answer. Are you gaining self-confidence as you grow older? Yes or no. Or are you losing self-confidence as you grow older? Yes or no. If you are losing self-confidence, it's indicative that you are susceptible to negative influences. Because if you had positive influences in your life, you would be looking at your experience and saying, look at how much I've grown from it. I know more now. I can do more now. I am better now than I was yesterday. And you would be building your confidence based on your experience and really flourishing rather than looking at your experience and saying to yourself, I'm not good enough, or some sort of programming that is cutting you down and destroying your self-confidence. So every day you want to be building your self-confidence. If you don't know how to do that, it's time to start learning how to do that. It's absolutely essential. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, so next up is this question. It goes hand in hand with the last question that we did yesterday, which is, do you learn something of value from all mistakes? The answer needs to be yes. Now, it might not be yes. It might The truth might be that no, you're not learning something of value from every mistake, in which case there's a negative influence in your life. What is that and how can you excise it? Well, one way you can excise it is by doing life differently, which is to learn something of value from all mistakes and not just in a cursory way, not just in a, I'm going to, you know, stamp a happy face on it and, you know, whitewash the situation. No, I learned this. That's going to help me do this in the future. And I own that. Now, if you really want to learn something of value from a mistake, you need to take an action, boom, immediately to lock that in. You need to do it differently immediately to lock that in. What's an, if you've made a mistake recently, and most of us have, I know I have, I've made 10 this morning already, okay? Small ones, little ones, and I clean that up. Okay, maybe not 10, I'm probably exaggerating, but I can think of uh, two or three that I'm like, hmm, that was a little mistake. And then boom, I take a different action because that's not who I want to be. Now, these are small little micro mistakes, if you will. These are not major mistakes. Sometimes I make major mistakes though. And the way to get through the fear of making a mistake is by recognizing that you can clean up your mistakes and to do that and to do that immediately. But most people just hang out in the guilt and shame. They feel so much guilt, so much shame that they don't 
actually clean up their mistakes. It takes a lot of strength to clean up your mistakes. It, it takes a lot of self-ownership to say, I made a mistake, I own this, and I'm doing this differently. This is how I'm doing it differently. That's up to you. So if you are not learning something of value from all your mistakes, micro or major, then you are open, you're susceptible to negative influences. You have been up until now. So think about that today. Where am I making mistakes but not actually learning something from them that I am taking action and applying differently in my life? Every day, I get some sort of text, post, or email from a client saying how happy and grateful they are for the money that's coming in, the breakthrough that's occurred, or how they can't believe how quickly all the manifestation and goal achievement has happened. I'd love to share the secret sauce with you as well. Join us at the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. Learn more and grab your ticket at theunstoppablewoman.com summit. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Next up in our list of self-analysis test questions to get at whether we are open to negative influence is this. Are you permitting some relative or acquaintance to worry you? If so, why? Now this is a big one. There are all sorts of family dynamics that come into play. And if you are reactive to them in a way that's creating worry, I'm going to expand on this even, not just worry, but like self-doubt, frustration, resentments, blame, fear even. You need to take a look at that. If that is happening, then you are definitely open to negative influences and those negative influences are most likely your relatives. Oh my goodness. But it also could be your conditioning, your subconscious programming. So take a look at that. Why, why are you permitting this? And if you are permitting this unconsciously, can you bring some conscious awareness to it and decide for yourself today, I'm no longer going to permit this to happen. Can you lock your mind? Can you change your thinking? Can you clean something up? Can you make a decision? How are you going to eliminate that negative influence from your life? Now, I'm not saying eliminate your mother from your life or eliminate your sister from your life or eliminate your child from your life. That is not what I'm saying. Please don't misinterpret me. What I am saying is what can you do to eliminate the thing that is creating the worry? Is it listening to it over and over again? Is it not handling a situation? Is it staying in indecision? Is it not clear communication? What do you need to set a boundary? What, what's happening that you, you actually have control over that you can take a different action on and have a different result from so that you eliminate the, this negative influence.
Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up in our list of self-analysis test questions is, are you sometimes in the clouds and at other times in the depths of despondency? So do you have great ups and then great downs? Are you constantly in this roller coaster of emotion up and then down and up and then down? Maybe you're not bipolar, but you feel like you're on this roller coaster. Now there's some discernment that needs to be had here. Women have a different hormonal makeup than men do. We do have quite a difference in our emotional states throughout the month. Now, is it, you know, is, is it, a, there's a few things to say here. Is it out of range, out of norm, out of acceptability? Are you doing this on a daily basis? Do you have ups and then downs and ups and then downs every day? You're, you're on this roller coaster. That is something to look at. Okay. Now, in terms of hormones, now I'm not a total expert in this, but I have looked into it quite a bit. Is there, there are things in our current environment that create hormonal issues for women that did not used to exist, like birth control pills, like the way we work. If we're always in our masculine and doing decision-making and focused work in our business, if you're the CEO of a company and that's the energy that you're holding all day long and then you're bringing it into your evening as well, you are making a lot of testosterone in your life. And there's a lot of research on this. Uh, Dr. John Gray is a resource for you if you are wanting to look into this. Uh, his book, Beyond Mars and Venus, would be the place to, to look for that. Um, there is a lot of hormonal things that are contributing excuse me, there are a lot of things that are contributing to our hormonal fluctuations that are not part of our natural hormonal fluctuations. The foods we eat, toxins in the environment, our work-life balance or the how we, we harmonize, whether we're getting enough sex, um, whether we're getting enough good sex, like I said earlier, uh, birth control and, and other bioidentical hormones that you might be taking or, or hormone therapy that you might be taking. So all of those things have an influence and you need to sort of identify whether those are contributing to your big emotional ups and downs. And it's something to look at. Now, what about if it's not just, not just, I should have, should not Let's eliminate the word just there. If, if it's not that it is your natural hormonal fluctuations or additional hormonal fluctuations based on new contributing factors that are outside of a woman's natural hormonal shifts, you want to think, well, perhaps, perhaps I am being negatively influenced by things outside of me. This is a big one for people in business. So many women who are in business are in sales. You need to be. If you're not, you're probably not actually growing your business. Okay, sales is so critical to your business. Now, you might have already hired salespeople to help you, but at some point you were doing sales yourself. And if you got a no, did you let that cause you to go down the rabbit hole into a spiral of negativity? 
Did you go into the depths of despondency or some version of that because you got a no? Well, the truth is you're always going to get more no's than yeses. Why are you letting something outside of yourself be a negative influence? What if you saw it neutrally as like, okay, well, next, I need to, I need to talk to the next person who is my perfect client or customer next right fit. Are you letting the fact that you didn't finish everything on your to-do list throw you into the depths of despondency? Are you letting the fact that you did finish everything on your to-do list make you feel in the clouds? But maybe everything on your to-do list wasn't that important, okay? So maybe that's not a good reason to feel great. What if you could feel great all the time? What if you didn't need to make yourself feel bad because of something outside of yourself, some negative influence, interpreting something outside of yourself as a negative thing. Okay, so take a look at all of that and see where do you land in this? Do you go up and down depending on things outside of yourself? Do you go up and down depending on things inside of yourself? Those are the two places that you could have negative influences and you're going to want to look at both. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So next up is the question, who has the most inspiring influence upon you? Identify who that person is and then do a little assessment. How positive are they? How negative are they? What, what do they represent to you? Are they representing someone who is going for growth, who's being unstoppable, who's achieving their goals, who's making a positive impact in this world? Now, no one is perfect. However, you want to think, have I chosen someone who has a great positive influence on me as the most inspiring person? Am I surrounded by inspiring people? That's one of the brilliance of joining a really powerful mastermind. And that's one of the things that I pull together with the Spirit of Wealth Mastermind and Masterclass is a group of women who are all going for more. It's so important to to have in your environment inspiration. And many of them have chosen to be in it, to to be in that community, but also to have access to my energy because I inspire them and I can help them better their best, up their game, do more in their business, do more in their life, create and manifest what they actually want because I am holding a higher level of positivity and not just woo-woo positivity, but positivity that gets channeled into positive action, action that is going towards achieving your goals. So who has the most inspiring influence upon you? And is that person someone who is achieving their goals and being a great representative 
of what's possible for you? Or is the person that you are letting inspire you the most someone who's actually kind of complaining, kind of not doing what they said that they were going to do, not walking the talk, kind of sort of maybe being someone who goes for it, right? Like really look at this and look at it from a place of neutrality, not a place of loyalty. Because if you have a loyalty bond to that person, it's going to be a challenge to really see that clearly. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So the next question in this list of questions for self-analysis is, do you tolerate negative or discouraging influences which you can avoid? Do you tolerate negative or discouraging influences which you can avoid? So what might those negative and discouraging influences be? What, how might they show up for you? Well, these are the the naysayers. These are the people who always complain. These are the people who don't think it's possible, who say it's never going to happen, who in small and large ways discourage you from going after your dreams. And sometimes it's in a very insidious way, in a way that it's couched in looking like it's helping you, but really They're trying to keep you from growing and changing. And this is a huge thing because when you grow and change, you become a reflection to the people in your life and they recognize, oh, I am not changing. I am not becoming more. I am still in the dysfunction and they don't like that. They don't like to be, um, have, have that, that light shined on that experience of, not becoming more and doing more and staying at the same level. When you change, when you've been someone who say complains about working hard or complains about being overwhelmed and you have a group of friends who all does that and then you make a decision, that's no longer who I'm going to be. I'm no longer available for that. I am going to solve my issues, not stay in them. Many people come to us with the perspective that they're overwhelmed, which it it can feel that way. Now I get into overwhelm too, not very often, but when it happens, I go into figure it out mode and I take action on it. I don't complain about it. I don't go into self-pity about it. I don't stay stuck around it, but there were years that I did And I had to really learn how not to be in that. And it's one of the things that I I teach. And so if you decide, okay, I am no longer available for overwhelm, but everyone around me, all my friends and family and colleagues are still in that. And you decide not to engage in that conversation. It forces them to look at it. It makes them uncomfortable that you're no longer complaining about that. And that happens with every change you make. And then you have a big choice in front of you. Do I go after my growth? Do I go after my change? Or do I stay the same in order to make other people feel more comfortable? And that is a toleration. 
That is definitely a toleration. So the naysayers may be people on social media, coworkers, your team members, your staff, your colleagues, your contractors, your family. Family is a big one. Okay. Family is a big one. Your neighbors, your friends, your best friend. It can be, in fact, your best friend. Okay. And are you going to permit this to continue? Are you going to permit this to continue? For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to the idea of self-confidence. We talked about the question Hill asked, are you gaining or losing self-confidence as you grow older? And I shared that every day you want to be building your self-confidence. And if you don't know how to do that, start learning. And I want to give you a little bit on how to start building your self-confidence. So fundamentally, the way to do this is that you do something and you are successful at it. So you affirm that you have accomplished something successfully. Now, what if what you're trying to achieve, what you're going for your goal is something you have not yet successfully achieved? Well, that's the, the definition of a goal. It's, it's something that you haven't done yet. It's something bigger, more greater than what you have currently achieved or know that you can achieve. So when you're doing that, it's going to cause you to go, well, can I do that? And until you've mastered self-confidence, you'll be in some form of self-doubt. So what you want to do in that case is you want to break your goal down to the ridiculous, to the smallest part. So you're going to break down this bigger goal into smaller steps. And from those smaller steps, you want to break it down into even smaller steps and even smaller steps and even smaller steps to a step, a task, a thing that you know how to do. And you go do that and you do it as quickly as you can. You close the gap on time. You don't delay. You go do that thing. And then you do the next thing and then you do the next thing and then you do the next thing. And here's the rub. Two things. One, you make the commitment to do the thing, you do the thing. It's a small thing and you keep that commitment to yourself. If you start breaking commitments to yourself, you start losing self-trust and that is going to blow your confidence in yourself. Second thing, you do it as quickly as possible. You don't delay. You do that thing and, and here's the rub, the second thing, you affirm and acknowledge that you did it well after you did it, that you successfully achieved it, that you you did it in this way, I did it well. This is how I executed on that and, and this is what I am proud of. Small, this is a five second affirmation. This is not a, a 20 minute deep dive into your psyche. This is like, hey, I did that quickly. Hey, I did that with authenticity. Hey, I did that with my whole heart and soul. Hey. I did that really well. I was very at that. I worked at a level of excellence that I appreciated there. So you acknowledge and affirm something you did well in the action. And then you keep doing these small actions that build on themselves. And then you start looking at how this is a transferable skill. You've done it here. You can do it in this new area where you don't have any experience, but you build your confidence by achieving these small things over and over and over again. 
Now, a couple things that can get in your way. If you decide to jump too far ahead for you, now one person's leap may be fine for them and not fine for you. Don't compare yourself to other people, compare yourself to yourself. Does that stretch you, but it's still within the realm of possibility for you and you feel confident going through the actions to get there. It might be like, I've never done that before, but mm, I can see myself doing that. Then that's a good stretch for you. And then you're going to want to run the stairs. Again, I've said it once, I've said it, say it again. You want to close the gap on time. You want to do these tasks quickly. So you build momentum and you build on these successes. This is how you build your own self-confidence. Okay, with that, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes that really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.